What's up, everybody? This is Grant, a cause artist. Uh, today, I'm chatting with the co-founder of Vivid Roots, Dallas Crum. Um, he and four of his college friends started Vivid Roots, which is an apparel company that, through the proceeds of, of the apparel that you do buy, they build clean water systems in Guatemala. It's a really cool story about you know how college kids just wanted to do something positive through business and just figured it out on their own. It was really a the Boise State accelerator at the at the university that really really helped them and guided them to help them launch the company, create a sustainable business model to really impact lives in Guatemala through clean water. And now they've moved on to some education stuff that they're doing as well in, in Ecuador. Um, so it's a really it's a really good conversation around just winging it, really, just, just having a passion and, and just figuring it out. It's just a really cool story of, of friends that, you know, sometimes in life we can get disconnected from our friends as we grow older, but starting a business together that, that has inspiration and impact in its foundation can really keep you together for, for a long time as friends. So I um, hope you guys enjoy it. Have a great day. Bye. So I remember talking to you guys when you guys first launched and right when I, I initially spoke with you guys and, and saw the idea and saw what you guys were doing, I was like, it felt right. Like I felt like you guys would succeed because passion is something that that you can you can kind of feel in people and I felt that in you guys. It seemed like it, it really started with a with a travel trip. Yeah, man. Uh well thank you, number one. We <laughs> appreciate that because I think I think you're right. It does take passion because this stuff is hard. Uh, especially when you're college kids and you don't know what the heck you're doing. <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun along the way. Like you know, we didn't know our butt from a hole in the ground. <laughs> Uh, when we got it going. Uh, but yeah, it did. It started, well, it started, we were backpacking in the mountains here in Idaho uh, and we're sitting around the fire. We're thinking about, you know, how good life is and how good we have it. Um, and we're like, man, how can we do this forever? And, uh, you know, you're in college. You're like, oh, why don't we sell some T-shirts? <laughs> and uh, we started selling some we, – we had the idea of selling T-shirts and we wanted to connect a cause to it. And we didn't have – the cause wasn't that big of a deal at the time when we, when we started it. Um, and we got connected with water. And uh, then we took our first trip to Guatemala through some some people that we had met. We got down to Guatemala as soon as we could. And that trip to Guatemala, we met some people. Uh, we saw some things that I say it truly changed the course of our lives forever. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, and now we, uh, you know, we kept slinging T-shirts and then we added hats and water bottles and learned about the whole online marketing thing. And uh, now we've adjusted. We still sell all that stuff, but now we have expanded to actually taking people on trips down to Guatemala uh, and to Ecuador. Yeah, I saw that. That was that just kind of happened. What? Maybe uh, is this the first trip going to happen soon or did y'all go on one yet? Um, so we did a we did six trips in 2018. OK. And now we are we're keeping it going into 2019. So how how has those those trips really impacted the people that went on? Because I always, you know, believe a lot of people that I talk to travel is like is really the number one component um, for them starting you know, their business, you know, when they travel and, and people see, you know, a different world and they see um, some of the elementary issues that people face that, you know, we just take for granted. And it's interesting when you see uh, other people kind of live a lot differently <laughs> um, that can spark something in the brain, it seems like, to uh, to help people out, but not from 
a traditional kind of way of just charity you know they they want to create something that's that's more and, and more sustainable for the long term so um how have those people reacted when they go on the trips dude it's been really fun to see you know how it's gone uh, we originally just wanted to share our excitement and our passion for you know all these people that we know in guatemala and uh seeing what people take out of it has been amazing one of the things is is you know they're, they're inspired not only to do a little bit more for you know, the types of folks that they got to meet in, you know, different countries, but also in their own communities. Maybe, maybe there's those things that they're passionate about that they weren't taking action on, uh, that they realize that, you know, life is is short and we have it pretty good and, and we really should take action on those sorts of things. So that's been really exciting to see. Um you know, we have so many people that went on our first trips in 2018 that are coming back for 2019 uh, to go to Ecuador with us, which has been really exciting to see. So they and, and they made lifelong friends of, you know, when you know how when you put people together that are all trying to do a good thing and these people are from all over the world and now they got friends from all over the world and, and they're doing really cool stuff. And now they're raising money for projects and they're just, you know, doing more and more. It's been really, really crazy. I think one of the crazier things we had, well, I'm trying to think we had 12 people last year, get our logo tattooed on their body. <laughs> so that oh. was the crazier things that happened. It's a great logo. There's worse you can have on your body. Yeah, uh, it's exactly. a good logo. It is a good logo, but there's definitely no rebranding. Oh in our man. Oh, I need to see some of that stuff. That's I'll send you some pictures, man. It's, it's pretty crazy. They're so do they do they get a discount on the next trip for that? They should get yeah, thirty like percent off should, on man. the next that's, trip, right? If you get a tat, that's a, that's a permanent coupon code. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, lifetime. <that's> a- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What? Uh, so the first trip you guys went on was that twenty fourteen. Or was that 2014? It was. Yeah. 2014, May of 2014 was the first time I had, uh, I, I'd been to, I'd been to Europe. I lived in Canada for a little bit and I've been to Mexico on vacation once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd never seen anything like, you know, what we saw. So what and, was, uh, what was that like, that experience from, did you guys go there wanting to kind of look at the water issue you kind of just going there just just to kind of just to kind of see or did you guys go with a group and say hey we're gonna go see what it's like to sort of you know live without sort of safer or clean water yeah so there's a little bit of a backstory too that i think you know maybe some other entrepreneurs will appreciate uh we so we had this idea we had worked up um a whole bunch of stuff with our we we used the lean business model canvas to get started through a program um here in Boise called the Boise State Venture College where we had got to learn a lot about business and mm-hmm. did a lot of interviews and uh, we basically had everything set up we had done enough research and data to show hey you know we think people are going to buy these shirts but we need a project to attach it to mm-hmm. So after a few, about three phone calls, uh, a chain of phone calls saying, hey, yeah, you should contact this guy, contact this guy. I found uh, a guy in Guatemala that was uh, actually stateside, but they were they had done many water projects in Guatemala. And these were some older folks, part of a rotary organization. And I said, would that be all right if I came down there with you to Guatemala? When's the next time you're going? And this is this is in April. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of April of 2014. And he said, yeah, I think we can make that work. I said, well, when's the next time you're going? And he said, we're going to go at the end of May. So we were, you know, six, seven weeks out from that mm-hmm. trip. That was pretty soon. And I said, awesome. 
well, can I bring six people with me? <laughs> uh, being my partners, a videographer and a, and a translator, um, because we didn't speak any Spanish. Well, the the kicker here is uh, we're all broke college students. I'm served waiting tables. <laughs> uh, we hardly have enough money to put gas in our car. Um, the only hope I have is a Southwest credit card <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that I uh, that I maxed out buying those plane tickets. Shout out Southwest. Uh, yeah, shout out Southwest for the for and I didn't have any miles. I just swiped the credit card to buy it. Um, I knew my saving grace was we had a business competition that was coming up that if we won, that would pay for half of our trip. And then um, fortunately, through the program that we were in uh, Boise State, we had an opportunity to pitch for some funding, mm. um, which we weren't guaranteed by any means. But we knew we had the opportunity that we could pay for the other half of the trip with. And after a nerve wracking, you know, few weeks we made it to Guatemala and I was able to pay off my credit card um, so that's how we got there and the reason we were going there was to connect with a, a project and we knew that people wanted to you know connect with their donations that they were making um, through the purchase of their shirts so we wanted to connect directly with the community and kind of seek out some projects that we could be helpful uh, with. And so we just went down there to see a whole bunch of different projects. Uh, we saw past projects that these, these groups had worked on and we saw future projects um, that we could, you know, hopefully work on with them. And we were able to learn actually like how it actually went down the way that these people were building projects in this area. We learned how much, you know, how different water product projects are depending on, you know, where they're at geographically. Uh, we learned what it takes to, to get these things done with how much red tape there is from the government and the local communities. And there's just so many moving parts to it. Um, when you build these types of projects, uh, it was a really, really good learning experience. And on top of that, we came back going, holy crap, this is real. Like this is real life that mm -hmm. people live. It's not just in the pictures that we're seeing or the videos that we're seeing online. The way these people are living is, is very real. But there was also this sense of inspiration from these folks that had so little that were so amazing and so hospitable. And it was just like, holy cow, we really had a fire under us to like get going now, start selling some T-shirts because at that point we didn't have any T-shirts sold. So when you did the when you did that first sort of pitch and won the competition, what was the what was the pitch is like, you know, we really want to make T-shirts and uh sell them to support clean water projects. Was that the, the synopsis of, of the vision? Well, uh, fortunately, the group were in, they had known what we had working on. So what they did is they bring in an investment uh, committee, kind of a group of, you know, people that, uh, that have this fund that's almost like a grant. Mm. Uh, and so the pitch really was, uh, you know, why does this trip help you for like make your business move forward? And so essentially what we'd done is we'd shown them all of our research. We had done hundreds of customer interviews. Um, we had found suppliers. We'd found all the puzzles that we needed to get started. And our real last piece of the puzzle was a project. Um, and so by showing you know, we started some social media accounts. So basically saying, hey, you know, people are really interested in, in helping solve this problem through this, you know, T-shirt that we're making. <laughs> and uh, uh, we just need to get a water project on. And so it's really important. And they really want to connect with their project. So we need to go down there and take videos and pictures and, and show people what the impact that they're making. Uh, P.S. I got a credit card bill on the line. <laughs> Can we make it happen? <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the kicker, huh? That yeah, was, that was the kicker. <laughs> when, uh, so when you guys got back from you know that first trip, what was the mindset, um, and you know how long did it take from getting back to actually you know launching real products that that people can buy? It was very quick. It was about four weeks. We had built a really crappy Squarespace website. Um, we had purposely designed a very plain t-shirt uh we wanted to make sure everyone was buying it for the cause and not for you know what the t-shirt looked like as far as we could do the best like to to test if you will in quotations what you know our our products so we designed a white t-shirt and we put them up for pre-sale on our site because we had sold we we used every last penny we had raised (laughs) to pay for that trip uh so so we just said hey uh here's a shirt uh 25 bucks if you give it to us now we'll send you a shirt in about three weeks or so And, and and that and, in, and that initial that was you know the idea was twenty percent from each sale will go back to um, clean water projects in Guatemala in sort of this village where you guys went exactly mm-hmm. exactly and that seemed to uh, it seemed to to resonate pretty quickly I guess the the first sales did you guys just reach out to friends in college family to to kind of get people to to buy those first first shirts exactly this is exactly what we did friends and family when I mean, we were promoting just any way that we could telling people about it social media everything uh we did the first round of pre-sale was pretty much all friends and family the second round you know it got beyond friends and family which was so exciting for us to see uh once we got beyond the second round we were able to get some more skews uh some more colors uh a few different things and kind of just slowly but surely figure out what the heck we were doing until <laughs> you know for that next year we end up selling shirts in like 11 different countries so what so that's a good segue into you know the learning process of of sort of all of this right so what what can you share that you know that you and, and the team has learned over these last five years about you know going from idea to actually launch to actually you know selling and marketing and telling your story yeah um you know we were i I mentioned early on the the boise state venture college uh program which is a kind of a flipped classroom uh idea of learning uh i really didn't like school very much until i found about this program um this school wasn't about reading books it was about going out and talking to people and they use the the business model canvas um, which is pretty popular in startup culture um at least it was back in 2014 and Mm -hmm. 2015 and, and I really, we credit those two things to a lot of our success because it taught us how to learn and iterate as we went um, and things weren't set in stone. So our failures were less of failures and they were less of learning pieces of this puzzle that we were creating. Really what it was, was it was okay. We'd go talk to a whole bunch of people um, in anything we were talking. So if it was if we were talking about manufacturing, we'd go talk to as many people that we could find that had manufactured t-shirts or you know had, had sold t-shirts. If we were looking to get into retail, we would call, we'd get on the phone and just start calling and calling, calling managers of retail shops or owners of retail shops we wanted to get in just to interview them, not to sell them anything, mm-hmm. just to say, hey, what's, you know, what's a small like, company like us? Like, what can we do right to be able to get ourselves into this? Like, and we learned all about stuff like terms and all this stuff. We had no idea what the heck it was. We just called to ask people questions and said, hey, we just want to learn. This is our mission. Can you help us? And I think that is the biggest thing that changed our game is we didn't we didn't come in in the very beginning 
anywhere did we ever try to sell somebody something first mm-hmm. before we actually interviewed people. Same thing with customers. We interviewed over 200 people um, just about their buying habits, their brands, all this stuff. And we've continued to do that every time we make an adjustment in our business. Once we've gone to trips, we do that same exact thing. We go through an interview process where we just learn as much as we can. Um, we from people, not just from Internet research. Uh, we actually talk to people on the phone. Um, the best thing about that is you build those relationships with those people and you say, hey, you know, when I got something to sell, is that all right if I come back to you and talk more? <laughs> and they, nine times out of 10, they go, sure, we'd love that. Um, and they feel invested in, in, you know, what you're building and they're happy to help. But I think that's probably one of the biggest things is we got out behind from behind the computer and stopped doing Internet research and started doing like human research. And then we were able to iterate on that. And it seems like the uh, the venture college program, is this just sort of at Boise State or is it throughout, you know, you guys' area and it, it just happened to be on campus? Or is that something that kind of Boise State has? And how'd you guys find out about it? Because it seemed like that, that, that was like, I mean, a huge help to you guys. It's pivotal. I mean, they're still helpful for us. We still call our, our advisors when we get up against the wall and we're like, hey, we're finally making some money and now we've got to make sure we do this right. We call them still to this day. They say once you're part of the venture college, you're part of it forever. So we're still involved with the people in that program and the people that have helped us and we mentor people. But um, that program, um, as I was aware of it, when it started in 2014, we were the, some of the first people to go through the program. But the only other people that had similar programs were like uh, they had the Harvard iLab. Mm-hmm. Um, over at Harvard, there's a program similar at Stanford and like a few other universities uh, that were really focused in like tech startup culture. Um, most of the companies that have like kind of come through the Boy State Venture College have less been less tech based and a more a lot more like kind of nonprofit style. There's been a few tech style companies, but, you know, even just like, um, you know, Main Street type businesses that people wanted to start or just small service businesses. Um, it was a new program at the time that a couple really awesome people decided to just get it going and they were still figuring out as well. But it was a great yeah, just a great program. And now I know that's expanded to a lot of different universities. Once when, when we were in it, there was a lot of people that were interested in getting something similar going. Do you see that um, people have, you know, people willing to help out and have been much more responsive because of, you know, the mission behind the company? Absolutely. Absolutely. They they definitely are. I think it, it sets them off their guard pretty quickly. They're 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 very open. They're like, OK, you know, these you know, kind of kids aren't aren't just trying to, you know, hustle, <laughs> make some money, even though we are hustling. We're we're hustling for a, a big purpose, though. And so I think people can feel that. And it it it, it opened it definitely opened a lot of doors that I don't, I'm not sure would have been opened otherwise. I do want to give a shout out to to the other fellows involved because I know it's not it was it's not just you it wasn't just you um, absolutely yeah so, so I, I want to give them a, give them a little credit as well and, and give you a chance to kind of you know talk about them and, and if their journey was similar and is everybody still involved yeah yeah there's four of us um, I'm just the, I'm just the talking head here <laughs> but there's definitely four of us um, uh, myself we got Trevor. Trevor, Dylan, and Connor, and um, 
and yeah, we're all we're all still moving and shaking. I think one of the biggest challenges too, beyond like just starting the business, is starting a business with your best friends, mm-hmm. especially when your best friends and you don't have sp- particular skill sets. You're not out there like building the perfect team, right? It's not like one of us is a CTO and one of us is like a uh, you know we we don't have all these special skills. We just are out here trying to fulfill this mission and kind of fulfill whatever role that you know needs to be done and that has been a huge learning curve uh, for us to like kind of start filling these certain roles over the years but I would also say you know it's you know how it is as you get older you see your buddies less mm-hmm, mm-hmm. life just gets in the way and uh, this gives us just a really awesome reason to hang out all the time yeah yeah absolutely and, and solve real problems, you know, that we can solve. And we've really, you know, we used to butt heads some when we're solving certain, you know, business problems. But now we've gotten really good at communicating together. And and every now and then we all get to travel together at once, <laughs> which has been a lot of fun. And uh, it's been, you know, dude, it's, it's the coolest thing getting to work with your best friends for sure. And I bet you guys have matured business-wise and, and found skills that, you know, you probably didn't know you have. And then kind of people just kind of settled into their roles a little bit. That's exactly, dude. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> hey, that's good, man. That That's, uh, you know, that doesn't happen often. You know, it could go, you know, often it goes the wrong way, you know, where a person wants to be, you know, the talking head or the person wants to be the tech person or the marketing guy. And they're just, they might not be very good at it, you know. So it's, you know, that's really great that it seems you guys have, you know, found, found your specialty within, within the company and kind of just ran with it. Absolutely, man. I, I, I kind of pulled myself on as kind of the IT guy, you know, a lot of the technological things set up and, uh, you know, I joke that I've been trying to get fired for the last few <laughs> years because it's not something that I love to do at all. But, you know, you just pick up those roles because you learned how to do it when you started setting things up. And so until until we grow big enough to be able to replace that, I, that that's my job. Did you guys have help building the initial site or did you just kind of research, you know, how to build an e-commerce site and then just kind of went from there? Uh, yeah, so we started with just how to build a site. So we started on <laughs> Squarespace and it was horrible. Uh, when we first sold our shirts, we packaged every single one individually and I, we showed up with massive trash bags full of manila <laughs> envelopes with T-shirts in them and uh, you could tell the, the, the guy at the postal service was not happy for how many, uh, addresses and postal codes he had to type in and weigh every single shirt. He quickly told us about a program that we could weigh our own shirts and print our own labels. Um, you know, so that's one of those times we went back to the drawing board and we're like, Oh wow, there's software for this. Yes. <laughs> we got, a, we got a, we got a Shopify store. We're like, Oh wow. It counts inventory for us. It's incredible. And, and, uh, you know, we got a scale and uh, and we got a label printer and it started all Yeah. And, you know, then one guy put it in his college, you know, bedroom and, you know, that was his job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of want to get back to a little bit of the, the impact. So from, you know, 2013 now, almost six years later, what have you seen that has been impacted, whether it be in that community you originally went to or in surrounding communities from you know people just buying apparel you know what impact has, has actually been made there has been um let's see here i'm trying to do the math i think we're up over 
10,000, a little over 10,000 people impacted through the projects that we worked on. Um, it's been kind of a, yeah, it's been a crazy thing. We got like, there's been what's crazy in Guatemala specifically, we've had a ton of issues with projects and these water projects, not only from funding to completion, they, they take a couple of years. Mm. Then when they go south, uh, then you have to redo them. Um, so we've actually had two projects in Guatemala that we've had to redo, um, mainly because of governmental issues. Um, Is it because you're, you're building actual wells and you have to dig things up and there's trucks that have to come and a bunch of logistics that just tough. Yeah. I mean, like for example, one is we had a mayor hedge his bets. He had asked the government for money and he had asked uh, our organization for money. Um, and so we spent time raising the funds and everything. And by the time it was all said and done about the same time, um, the government gave him funding and so did we. Mm. And so we said, okay, well, um, well, why don't you take the government's funding and we'll go grab another project basically next door. So we spent a whole bunch of time basically because these projects are, they're pretty big. They span multiple miles, especially in these mountainous regions, because you pull water from springs that are, you know, up at the top of the mountain. And then you dig little trenches with for PVC pipes to distribute that water down to holding tanks. Mm -hmm. And then those holding tanks distribute down to, you know, even further to homes and, and, you know, the purifying sources. So um, these projects can span 20 miles sometimes down a mountainside. Well, that mileage will actually cut through multiple uh, villages. And so if one village or one landowner doesn't sign off and say it's okay if this water goes through legally, then the project can be totally messed up, which is what happened to another project we had. Um, some One village said, you know, no, you can't use our water because they thought that it was going to dry up if mm. they all their water. So then you have a whole bunch of crazy stuff. So um, not to get into the, the works of all the issues, but the impact uh, has been, you know, it's been a challenge. I was recently listening to Ray Dalio the other day, who's a, you know, a billionaire mm -hmm. hedge fund manager and philanthropist. And, uh, and, a funny thing he says in his book, it's called Principles, is it, it's uh, it's actually just as hard to give away money as it is to make money. <laughs> totally, man. And so when you're trying to do that both at the same time, that's been a challenge. But we, we have had definitely had some successful projects and um, especially with the trips being combined with those projects now, that has been really exciting because it, it allows us to instead of, you know, go down there once or twice and find a couple projects and then go back and raise a whole bunch of money and then come back and have these huge drawn out projects uh, when we're down there, you know, every other month or or so we are able to work on a whole bunch of small projects like inside of schools that don't have water. And we've actually actually expanded our mission beyond just clean water to increase sustainable access to clean water, education and health services. Mm -hmm. So we're working in health centers and in schools as well. And having to have these kind of combination of very like large scale projects with these smaller projects, uh, we've really been able to like see our impact more um which has been really really fun back to the point where it's 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 hard to, it's sometimes it's harder harder to give away money than make money that's why i think it's always important for you know specifically social enterprises because they they have double the work you know they have a business they have to run to be sustainable and profitable to actually you know impact and give away money on the back end it's really important to have a non-profit partner that 
you know, has been in the weeds and, and understands the local structure, the landscape or the government. So you're not just going in there and like, you know, hey, we're coming to Bill Wells, right? It's 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 very, it, it seems to be a very good thing to have a nonprofit partner that has done it before. Has that been the case with you guys? Oh, I couldn't agree more. Huge, huge, huge. Uh, our nonprofit partner is Rotary, Rotary International. Mm-hmm which has been huge. I mean, they manage the projects they help. They have, they have, you know, groups on, on the ground and then groups back home that help manage these projects and they have additional grants and funding to make them even bigger. So what we can do is we can leverage our funds. Um, and so we can go around to rotary clubs and say, Hey, you know, if you, uh, if you want to get in on this water project, that's, it is a rotary project. We'll match your money. Mm. So, you know, so we're able to leverage funds even more. So we say, yeah, hey, if you guys put five thousand dollars towards this project, we'll match your five thousand, um, because they have interest in their clubs to raise money towards their projects, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we can uh, we can incentivize them even more to go towards the specific projects that we're working on. And so Rotary has been a huge, huge piece of this, um, which we're really excited about. Are they the same organization that are helping you guys with um, the education and health stuff that you're expanding on? So they actually are not. We've actually taken that on ourselves. We have, <laughs> we have a nonprofit arm called Water for Life okay. uh, where we make all of our donations. And we, you know, it started out as we had a bunch of people that, you know, beyond T-shirts just wanted to give some money. Sure. And so we created this nonprofit arm called Water for Life where 100 percent of all donations and proceeds go towards projects. There's no, you know, there's no cost to that um, nonprofit. It all goes. And we throw, you know, some fundraisers every year so we can just you know send money and we've actually been the the point men on that one uh which has made things challenging but also really really fun from all the things that we've learned about the nonprofit world we're able to um you know apply some of those things and so we do the same we kind of you know act we're the nonprofit as well we're we're working with the local government and the Hmm. local community um, and us. So it's kind of this three point system that we work on to make sure we have buy in from everybody so that we can implement projects that are going to be extremely sustainable and long lasting. So has that been stressful learning? I mean, that's a total different, you know, animal that you're attacking is is working, you know, health and school and education. I mean, that's that's got to be a whole new world that you had to learn from scratch. Yeah, it's been definitely a lot of learning. I would say it has been less stressful because it's probably the most fun of all, you know, of all the problems you get to solve. It it is definitely the most fun. And um, luckily, we're not getting too into the weeds with, you know, any scientific stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Ours is really basic right now. It's it's giving places a, a, a we want to start at least now we're starting with the basics is just giving kids a good place to go to school right now they got holes in their roofs they don't have access to water or working restrooms or proper sanitation and hygiene and uh and so we're just giving the kids a better place that they actually want to show up to school um giving them a you know a facelift fixing the window like just structurally mm-hmm. really revamping their schools um and then same thing kind of structurally fixing up their health centers in these communities are these the same communities that uh, you've done the water projects in? Like- um, the these They're in the specific municipality, but mm-hmm. the ones that we've worked in have not been the exact water system communities. However, uh, we do plan to you know start getting into some larger scale water systems when we have the opportunity in some of these areas. You know, the one thing that 
uh, I'm going to keep harping on it, and and I know people are going to get tired of it, but travel to me is is such an important thing to do in life. So, like with these trips that you're taking people on now, are they they are going to the places where? you guys are working and they're kind of sleeping there and you know hanging out with the people and and learning how vivid roots is is impacting people is that the idea of it that is the exact idea the idea is to inspire people to live life more vividly which is our motto right live vividly which means live fully live live full of life full of color full of zest whatever that means on your terms and so just like i told you that first trip changed the course of our lives forever uh that's the goal here is to give people to just facilitate that opportunity um for them and so we have our trip broken down into a few main pieces one is culture uh the second Second piece is impact or service, and the third piece is adventure. We have a big piece of adventure as part of our brand. So you go down on a trip, you're going to go down. You're going to really get the we we really pride ourselves on, on seeing the real things, not like a lot of tour operations are showing you. Um, and so you're going to do cooking classes. You're going to, you're going to get the history. You're going to kind of get the vibe of this culture as it is. And then once you get that vibe, we're going to go out rural into these villages. Um, you stay outside the villages. They don't have quite the accommodations to keep you, um, inside the village. So we stay right outside in the municipality though, in the same area. And, uh, and then every day, yeah, you jump in the back of these trucks and you go up the mountain and you go to the school and, and for the middle portion of the trip, you're every day, you're working right alongside either a little kid or a dad or, uh, one of the municipality workers or just some other volunteer that stopped by to help, you know, make their local school better. And so there ends up being a ton of us out there, uh, working on these projects. And so as a portion of what you pay to go on the trip, it actually pays for the materials. Mm. So these projects are self-funded um and and the big thing that we're looking for on these trips is yeah these we're funding these awesome projects you know pretty rapidly as people are coming on these trips but the the really cool thing is people are starting to raise their own money on top of the money that is being donated directly from their their stay so we're able to increase that impact even more and the coolest thing i would say that is the opportunity is when you show up you know, our labor is good. That's good help. Mm-hmm. They do have a lot of labor that they're happy to work with. Largely what they need is the resources and also just the love, like showing up. One of the things like after our, you know, f- I think fourth trip last year, we were talking to the, with the mayor and he said that people around the entire community, like the entire municipality, not just the village itself, the, the villages that we were working in, um, had seen all these, you know, gringos coming in all the time <laughs> and, you know, fixing up their schools and, you know, having a great time. He said it's inspired the community to start taking more pride in their own community and start, you know, making an impact themselves. So a a huge kind of revelation that we sat as a team last year uh, is action inspires action. Mm. So action inspires action is, is a real thing. So if it's something that, you know, you're going to do something that you're passionate about, whether it be traveling, whether it be helping people, whether it be whatever, and, and you do that, and start taking action, it's going to inspire other people to take action in one way, shape or form. So if we can inspire action to make an impact, that that's really exciting to us. So now you've become a travel company on top of everything else. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, you guys are learning a lot 
by just uh, just doing it, man. Like just you know, just you know, I think sometimes it's uh, people can overthink things, and you know, if you have an idea and you have the will and the passion to do it, you know, you'll learn along the way. You know, you can't be afraid to to fail a little bit, especially with you know with the work and the vision that you guys want to do. You know, failing is still doing still doing good. So I think the. Uh, I think the travel stuff is beautiful, man. I think it's gonna, you know, inspire tons of more people. You know, obviously it's gonna it's gonna sell more product, and uh, you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's really it's gonna impact lives over the long term. Well, thanks, man. Thank you very much. We appreciate it, and, and that's our that's our mission, man.